Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist community. Oh, right. yes, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. Good afternoon. Grant Edwards from Liberty NZ reporting on a High Court case today at three o'clock, roughly three o'clock. The High Court quashes unlawful vaccine mandate for police and Defence Force staff. Now that's good news. The order required required Defence Force Force personnel and police constables, constables. recruits and authorised officers to have two doses of the vaccine by the 1st of March or face termination. Fewer than 300 of the more than 31,000 staff affected by the mandate across the organisations remain unvaccinated. On the 6th of January, three unvaccinated staff sought a judicial review of the mandate. They were uh, supported by affidavits from 37 of their colleagues in the same situation. Justice Cook today at about 3 o'clock released his decision which upheld their claims that the vaccination order breached their rights under the Bill of Rights Act. While the judge did not accept some of the applicants' arguments, he agreed the mandate infringed on Section 11 and Section 15 of the Bill of Rights Act. So there we have it. Uh, Some of his um, uh, summing up was rather contradictory in my opinion, but at least the judge has set a precedent and has upheld the New Zealand Bill of Rights, so that's good news for all of us. The judge says, but the order made in the present case is nevertheless unlawful and is set aside. The applicants were awarded costs. The Attorney General, David Parker, has declined to comment on the decision on whether the government will appeal. So good news today, folks. We've won. The Bill of Rights has been upheld. Thank you, Jeffrey, Sir Geoffrey Palmer and your colleague for working on the New Zealand Bill of Rights in the late 1980s, which came out in 1990. We thank you for the Bill of Rights. Two minutes to five. Two minutes to five. You're listening to Liberty NZ. My name's Grant Edwards. And we've got Max and Ella, who are uh, wonderful people that often ring this podcast, and we really appreciate them. I haven't heard from Max for a little while, and I'm hoping to hear from Max. Oh, who's that? Someone just phoning in. Oh, I know who that will be. That will be someone that shouldn't be. I don't know if you can hear them, uh, but they're ringing in my ears, so Uh, you probably can't hear them. But um, we're going to speak with Max first off, and then we'll have a chat with Ella. How's that? Hi, Max. How are you going? How did it go today at the Camp Freedom? Uh, It's all good, mate. Am I coming through okay? Yeah, you're coming through loud and clear. How are you doing? Good, mate. Good, good. Yourself? (laughs) Yeah, good. It's good news, isn't it, about the um, the police and the and New Zealand Defence Force? It's shocking that only three hundred people um, hadn't didn't get vaccinated out of the thirty one thousand in the two two services. Isn't that terrible that all those people have gone and got vaccinated? And it has to be done by the first of March. But luckily, 
the judge has ruled in favour of the Bill of Rights, so that's set a precedent now, um, that we now have the right to refuse to be vaccinated based on the Bill of Rights, Section 11 and Section 15. Good news. And apparently yeah, David Parker, the Attorney General, refused to be uh, to, to talk about it and didn't want to comment today. Yeah, mate, well, it's a start. This, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot of things in the process at the moment of uh, happening. Um, all around the uh, house here, the uh, Beehive and Parliament House, it's uh, everything's coming against them at the moment. Um, from every against direction, who? even from the, uh, against the, the government. Um, yeah. You've got yeah. This, this happening now, which is the biggest step so far, uh, the news of, uh, with the police and that. Uh, regard to vaccinations. Um, you've also got the uh, protests, proposed protests uh, coming up in the next uh, next month from the uh, 10,000 um, uh, health workers. You've got the yep. hospitals screaming out for workers because their system's falling apart because they've got no st- or low on staff and they're burning out uh, and barely able to cope. Um, you've got the... Uh, these testing stations, they're being swamped and they can't handle with the, handle the amount of um, tests that need to be uh, processed. They've fallen completely apart on that. Um, you've also got the uh, uh, everyone's getting up in arms against the media and the, the rubbish and lies and misinformation that they're now coming out with um, in regards to everything uh, through the past. Um, you've got the... Uh, Prospected um, court case coming up next month for uh, uh, Mr. Gayford. Um, it seems to be falling all around everywhere in regards to also overseas with the uh, FDA now saying that um, Vice uh, gave the misinformation about their product. It's um, the whole narrative seems to be starting to fall apart. So, mm. I thought there was supposed to be the twenty second that the name suppression came off for Clark Gayford. Is that just a, a conspiracy theory? Do you think, or you think there's some truth to it? Well, we don't know. It's uh, it's just they're not going to. Even if it was meant to come off, then it might still be held. Um, the papers can't exactly uh, print it if uh, if the uh, government's in charge of them. Um, hmm. It might cause a. Uh, grievances with them between the two parties um it's also they might have had it uh extended until um his court case even then are they going to try and keep it out um i don't believe once he's uh, actually been to court they can keep it quiet any longer so it's just everything they, they, she's going to try everything to keep it quiet you can bet your life on that but um it, it won't be it's only a matter of time and then it will come out and then um uh, she's probably will have to resign from it, maybe. <laughs> well, according to Uncensored magazine, which is which has been going for a long, long time, I think it's uh, oh, I can't remember the guy that runs that. But that's been going for a long, long time, and they've been publishing that uh, in an, an actual tactile magazine for years. I can remember twenty years ago buying that, having a look at it. Very interesting things. Um, they don't know whether it's true or not, but there's a lot of, well, there seems to be a lot of smoke. And you know what they say, with this smoke, there's fire. And I met somebody at the petrol station just two days ago. He said, no, it's all, it's all true. It happened up here, mate. He said, I, I know the cop that walked him to the plane. 
Well, I've also <laughs> met people here who know Gayford uh, and uh, back years ago, and they used to buy from. Buy, um, oh, truly. Yeah, there you go. He used to be a big party guy in the, in the party scene, a uh, dance scene, and he used to supply a lot of um, the goods back then, according to these people who know him personally. So, mm, Goodness. It's not a first uh, offence. Well, um, they're all druggies, are they? Uh, anyway, oh, um, I want to know what's anyway, going on in the Ukraine, and I've got um, Ella here, and we'll talk to her in a moment. But, um, Max, before you go... Do you um, what do you think about the about Andrew Costa uh, yesterday and today saying that uh, that uh, protesters uh, there's three things they've actually accused protesters of there was some sexual misconduct within the camp that they've got no evidence for uh, secondly there was um, feces poop being thrown at police which there's no evidence for uh, but that's what police have said. And um, the one thing that's come back and hit them in the face, we now have video evidence. Uh, they said that an unknown substance, this is what Costa said, and so he said an unknown substance was thrown at police and police were being treated in hospital. It turns out that the uh, people in the protest camp said it was actually mace or uh, the pepper spray that the police use. And now we've seen evidence of a policeman just willy-nilly spraying it, and obviously the wind's caught it, and the next thing you know, you see two cops uh, exactly where this fellow, this co- police officer has sprayed his mace or pepper spray or whatever it is they spray, which is ridiculous. Why would you spray that stuff when you're in a, a crowd control? The, 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 the protesters are not violent. The only violence that I've ever seen it com- is coming from the police. The aggression is coming from the police. If there's any aggression within the uh, protest camp, it's... it's um, uh, sorted out, dampened down very quickly, isn't it, Max? Yep. And so right. we've got the evidence now that it was mace. And Andrew Costa yep. is, in, in my opinion, when, you, when, when you're in a court of law and a witness, in this case Andrew Costa, Commissioner of Police, says that uh, it, it was the protesters that threw some unknown substance at police, that for him to say that, Knowing full, he knew full well that that was uh, friendly fire from the police, that their, their one officer or two had sprayed his own people. He knew that. So in a court of law, the judge would say to the jury, I want you to disregard everything that this witness, in this case, Andrew Costa, has said. I want you to disregard it because this uh, witness is an unreliable witness and he would be dismissed from the case. And that's what we've got. I think it's all garbage, what the police are saying. It's all propaganda, and it's designed to make the New Zealand public, through the media, think that the people that are down there protesting and uh, occupying Parliament, as they are rightfully allowed to do, to protest against this tyrannical government, which are killing us and killing our children with their deadly vaccines, time bombs in the blood channels, the canals, as John Ansell rightly put it, People are dying, people are being injured, and this government is involved in it. They are complicit, and the, and the opposition are not doing anything about it. It's absolutely disgraceful, and the police are just jackboots. They should, be, they should be upholding the rights of the people that pay their wages, which is you and I, 
we pay their wages. They should be upholding the rights of the New Zealanders. They're supposed to be keeping the peace. They're not supposed to be moving in and encircling them using a military tactic to, to uh, and so that they can, at a later date, um, come in with force. They are planning an attack on the protesters to get rid of them, and that is wrong. And the only and a minor misdemeanor, and they're saying that all the Wellingtonians are so up in arms and, and, and upset about these protesters. They're not. Thousands of dollars are coming into Wellington. Tens of thousands of dollars. People from all over the country are coming into Wellington, and those that aren't discriminating against them, they're making a lot of money from people coming into Wellington. Those people spend money. And it's a crying shame that the police are not upholding the rights and the freedoms of the New Zealand people, the people that pay their wages. And instead, they're taking orders from a tyrannical government. Now, I like to remind people that the people that hid Anne Frank from the Nazis were breaking the law. The people that murdered her were obeying the law. So just because a law is written doesn't mean to say that it's morally right. So there we are. I've had my wee rant, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you get They've been snapped themselves for the uh, using pepper spray. They've been nailing the people here from day one with pepper spray every chance they engage. Of course they have. Uh, yeah. When it gets a bit um, thuggery. Uh, their shields are another uh, issue as well. You've got the rectangular shields, which are defense shields. The, the the round shields are actually assault shields. They use those and just swing them over like a fist and slam people with the edge of them. They're, they're quick to maneuver and um, they can just have other yeah. police uh, slam yeah. over the top of them with their fists, which they have done. I think that's what they did to the guy on the toilet. Um, yep. I've, 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 I've got an interview that Lingo Louie did with uh, that man, Philip, who, who was eye-gouged. That was a disgrace. Yep. That That man, yep. that cop that did that, he needs to be dismissed right away. He's a senior sergeant, if, if I'm not mistaken. And he's a, about a six foot three Islander who just is looking. He just he's in the he's in the force because he likes beating people up. And we don't want people yep. like him in our constabulary. He needs. Yep. But to go the, then today. we go on to. Um, and I'm calling on Andrew Costa the, um, to get rid of that man and all the other people that are violent. Those two women, those two women that grabbed that girl. That girl who had no clothes on, that grabbed her by the by her hair and pulled her out by her hair, they need to go as well. New Zealand people are not going to tolerate this. It's just out yeah. of order, and and we need to, you know, we've really got to. We can't tolerate this. It must end now. And that that cop, that big big Islander, big bald headed guy that was just punching him, he was he was a boxer, and you know that if you're a professional boxer and you punch someone. You know, that's that you you yep. get he, uh, dealt with very heavily. Now, for a police who is uh, uh, legally allowed to use force, for him to use force like that unlawfully, he needs to be locked up. He needs to be locked up tomorrow. And and I'm really yep. in, incensed yep. about that. No, well he's he's going to get his. I think they've um, almost done the dash. This is Lingo Louie. So just so you know, I'm double vaxxed. I got vaxxed um, back in September and um, October where my second one came in. Um, my flatmate's brother died in early October after taking the vax. 
and I started to do some deep research into it and um, I started to notice the stats were changing um, because they were using historical stats using a, a base rate fallacy by putting all the deaths where there was no vaccines into the stats as unvaxxed deaths. Okay, yesterday morning uh, the call went out to hold the line. Uh, I was on Century at the time, it's about 6am. Uh, we moved up. I'm not very much of a runner, but I, I jogged up to um, the corner of Hill Street and we went up towards uh, Kate Shepherd Place. When I arrived there, there's about the same amount of protesters and uh, police. I, I engaged some of the police just having a bit of banter and most of them seemed happy and calm um, and then someone yelled out they're up Molesworth so I ran um, down Hill Street and up Molesworth to where they had moved the barriers forward about 30 metres. Uh, when I arrived the barriers were the second barrier was just being put in place by the forklift um, uh, it seemed a bit disorganised and um, I started making a call, you know, fall back and bind up. And then other protesters, um, one who I'd seen and a couple who I hadn't, started calling out against me going, no, we're not doing that, we're not doing... And I was like, everywhere else I've been, I, I'm always at the front line and people listen when, you know, when we're heavily outnumbered like that and it seems strange to me. Um, the police had about 30 there and um, I was there for a few minutes trying to engage and talk to some of them but they, they weren't that interested and then the white car came up. Now the white car came up about 50 k's, dropped right down and then just before he hit the police, the police had all spread even though they were looking at us like they were expecting it and he hit the brakes so it made a, a squeal like he was going faster than he was you know when you hit the brakes really hard and it he didn't actually touch any officer as far as I could see and then the officers surrounded the car and like it was a staged play instead of just taking out the driver's side um, window and, and getting in, they banged on all the windows, so all the protesters in the area were focused. Now, I started falling back and, and shouting to the guys, look, fall back, bind up. And I looked over, and on the quad opposite where those bollards are now, there's a, a quad between the big buildings. I could see 40 officers or so um, coming in and in uh, marching order with 12 or maybe 6, uh, hard to tell, uh, I'll say 12 people with riot shields. They weren't dressed fully in riot gear, they just had the shields. So um, they, as soon as I started shouting riot police, they came running and um, skipped our front line because there was, wasn't enough of us and we weren't bound up. And they ran down the footpath and as soon as that happened, I turned and I started running and yelling, get back, get back, and we had maybe six of us go back. Now the guy next to me, I think his name was Dylan, big guy, like big muscly guy. Um, just before we got to the uh, Portaloos, about five metres out on the corner of Hill and Molesworth, uh, one of the um, 
police officers with a right shield hit him with the shield and he just turned around, grabbed the shield and bodily threw the man on the ground. I stopped right there and I put my hands out to make sure none of the protesters harmed the officer and for what seemed like five or ten seconds before the others arrived but people say it was probably only two seconds so yeah, <laughs> it just feels a lot yeah, slower at the time and I did stand there making sure that the officer wasn't harmed and they hit me with the shields but it didn't seem like they were trying to hurt me they just pushed me back and yeah. so they pushed me off yeah. and I got pushed back a couple of meters towards the port so I was about five to ten meters somewhere around that away from the port mm -hmm. and I sort of said hey man there's no need for that I'll, I'll fall back yeah. and then they formed a line with the, the riot shields and a senior sergeant was behind them and he was off to the left and as soon as he saw me he diverted and he came straight in for me but he was behind the shield wall and he said get back so I moved back and then I got out my phone I put it onto video I said you know no need for this and then wang bang bang he hit me twice overhead um, I think it was overhead lefts uh, and here of course um, and uh, I said hey you know there's no need for that but I was trying to oh sorry I was using my right hand I was trying to get um, their uh, badge numbers which were all showing on um, their uniform and um, they pushed up against me again once again the guys with the shields weren't like argy-bargy they could have you know tried to hit me hard or anything they were just pushing against me to, to force a line and I, I get that so I was trying to bind up with people the only person that I managed to bind up with successfully was a 17 year old kid brave kid I ended up going to the cells with him but that kid first ever experience of protest and I, I, I still want to see him if anybody knows who he is I'd love to hear from him um, so that happened um, then I got um, the guys with shields pushed on me they parted and that senior sergeant came in with two big uppercuts trying to hit my uh, rib region either to win me or to break a rib um, but uh, I, I'm too fat for that <laughs> so um, they then formed up again and pushed me all the way and he kept on saying every 10 seconds or so move back move back and then I hit the portal loose because I'd moved back as far as I could go and I said you know this is as far as I could go and I'm holding my camera trying to get it back into my pocket or something and he could see that I was trying to get the camera away and that's when he came in and he attacked me bodily um, through I think it was another um, overhand left and then went in and gouged my eyes with two thumbs um, and at that stage I thought I'm under threat here I can't get back any further um, and so I charged them. I, I, I regret charging them but at that stage I had sustained, uh, I've seen the video, I've sustained a minute of constant attack without throwing anything back at the guy, um, only acting in a passive uh, manner and just trying to get um, some video of what was going on. So um, that's what happened um, when I charged out of course um, that isolated me, they threw me to the ground. I got my arm pinned under me and they were going give us your arm put it behind your back and I couldn't I physically I had my body weight and their body weight on top of me and I was going 
you know, let me get my arm out, and when I pulled my arm out, my phone went loose. Um, now, I've been told by other protesters that took video at the time, um, when they were cutting me off um, after they uh, bound my hands behind my back, one of the officers picked up that phone. When I arrived at um, Wellington Central Station, and it took nearly 25 minutes because they went way out on the motorway and they took a big detour because I guess they're not from Wellington. Um, my phone was not with my property, uh, so the, the phone has been taken by the police. Sue Gray, who is representing me, asked for it back yesterday morning. We have heard nothing from the police about my phone and that, of course, cripples my ability to communicate. If my mother sees this, I just want to say, Mum, I love you. Um, and uh, I'm sorry if you feel embarrassed, but it had to happen. <laughs> and that, that's what happened. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Thank I you so it. much, brother. Thank you, my bro. We appreciate you and all that you are and all that you've given, bro. I see you. I total for you, brother. Thank you for being Hey, brother. Come. Okay, you there? Hello. <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, I think uh, Grant's having mic problems. Oh, okay. Hi, I am Ella and I just arrived to a um, nice meeting where about like 150 people will come here. Whereabouts is that? You Ella? hear me? And Otatara? And uh, near Invercargill, near uh, Oreti Beach? And um, what's happening down there? What, what sort of gathering is it? Oh, it's like the people open-minded and um, it's a little bit of a faith camp. And uh, yeah, with wonderful people. Oh, that's awesome. I just, how, how long has that camp been Sorry? How long has the camp been there? Is it today or has it been there for a while? Oh, it's for three days. People just start to arrive. I arrive now. People putting the camp, uh, the tents up. And it's a wonderful time here. It's a sunny day and, um, yeah, people join together and um, have a feed, uh, discuss about uh, what's going on in the world, do some prayers. And, um, yeah, it's, there are wonderful people here. And how, how long are you planning to stay down there? Uh, I'm going because I'm living very close by, so probably I will be all three days. But I go home at night because <laughs> I love my bed. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have one of those. But um, <laughs> so how how long are the people? Do you, uh, do you think they'll stay down there? Who, three who days. Three days. Oh no, no, we are not um, as a protesters. We just um, get together to get ready for a hard time to come. I heard uh, Grant uh, want me to talk about Ukraine, about the yeah. ro the war. 
Yeah, well, that's sort of a bit of an interesting thing over there. I've been uh, following what's going on here at Wellington. Um, it's quite right down uh, because the police have sort of done their dash. Um, I think they've had their fangs oh. pulled almost, um, so to speak. I think they've been pulled pulled back uh, off aggressive duties uh, since they've uh, blockaded us with double blocks all around the place um, instead of singular. How um, many people do you think they are? Um, oh, it's hard to tell. There's not as many as there was. A lot of people got scared off from the uh, the clashes the other day, or the morning. Um, and that evening we had a peaceful uh, uh, clash when they came and uh, moved the, some of the blocks off the pallets and put them down. Uh, it was a very oh. peaceful um, where we were engaging with the police uh, quite openly, uh, friendly. Um, the next day it was quiet, and then that night they had um, uh, convoy come in and um, pull open the barricade, slip a few cars in, and then uh, the police come down to close it up. Since then, the next day they came around and put another layer of big uh, blocks, concrete blocks in front of those, and it's all been quiet since then pretty much, so... Um, oh, they've done a lot gosh. of lies they've been caught for, uh, getting caught for. Um, yeah. And I think it's yeah. to a halt. They're meant to be replacing the police with the Navy at some stage, uh, so um, word has it, but we're not sure when that it will be. Um, other than that, it's a waiting game to see what the police do, or we've no idea. So Tomorrow and we'll leave another convoy. Yeah, well, there's meant to be more coming, but uh, nobody's saying when now. That's it's it's becoming like a covert, uh, so they can get people in. Uh, don't know if they're going to bring machines or whether they're going to park somewhere. The car park where we were parked, where we could park. They've now stopped free parking there, um, and we have to pay fifteen dollars a day. So it's uh, mm -hmm. no camp and no free parking. What I understood, uh, they will come uh, from South London, for example, South Island, for example, drive to Picton, and from there there are some boats that uh, cross the water. Yep, they so, were sort of to be in yesterday, but I think the weather is slowing them down. They won't come across when it's too windy, or the boats will get uh, knocked around and maybe turned over. So, how is the weather there? Uh, the weather's fine here, but I think they are meant to have thirty knots coming through the strait. Oh, so okay. That, gets the waves up really big and if you've got small boats uh smaller oh. boats that becomes a bit of a um risk for them for their safety so that is a shame uh, because it's i was following the weather uh look fine for 10 days so i'm not sure um well know. if that's the case then they should be here uh, later t tomorrow or later today um, they're putting safety first instead of recklessness which is uh, oh, yes. but um, there's meant to be some coming down from north as well, but it's all gone quiet. Um, they don't want them to. Sort I try it. I try it to. Um, I try it to bring the groundswell. <laughs> I even talk with someone, and um, uh, they seems not agree with the. They don't like it. No, well. Some people are sort of a bit anti that, um, but what people have got to realise is I've sort of questioned myself about it. Um, they've been going long before this COVID was around. They've been getting hammered for the last sort of decade on um, issues 
uh, as the government's trying to penalise the farming. So if they engage with us, that could throw everything they've been doing over the, the decade away. Um, whereas if they don't engage with us, they still keep yes. their path going. So they're sort of not wanting to uh, sacrifice their whole issue from long before in the one sweep here. So, uh, Yeah, but you agree with me because you know what the situation is. If this go on um, in a few months, uh, if the communists uh, like they want uh, to install, they will lose the farm anyway. That is so, the thing. It's, a, it's an all in now or if we don't... Exactly. Win, that I try to tell them. It's but now there's or a, never. There's a story here that if we do somehow get thrown out of here for some unforsaken reason, then it's just going to go sort of viral across the country. There's just going to be protests going all the way through the place, um, through the country. Like on this Saturday, tomorrow, they're meant to be um, protesting at 11 o'clock and walking over the Harbour Bridge um, in Auckland. Um, there's also other protests in conjunction with that to the other countries where they're having big walkthrough protests as well. So it's um, the whole thing is growing in size um, throughout the whole country. People that can't get here are now starting to join big protests uh, in their own countries because it's too far to come here. They're actually starting to yes. uh, just in their own provincial areas uh, in conjunction with here. So. But, yes. you know, it's like, as you're saying, down here is the shot. I think, I th in my belief and everyone here's belief, we're, we're, gonna, we're on the upper hand here. Um, there's so much pressure against the government now in every direction. Uh, as Grant was talking about, the uh, police have, uh, and co have got, uh, now got whites to uh, oppose these um, mandates and uh, avoid the jab. So it's starting to fall. I heard. I heard. It but the thing is, uh, start, starting to fall could be for the reason the war start. Um, yeah. And about the war, if I may uh, <laughs> answer yes. to the question, the, the what Grant wants me to say. Uh, so uh, over there, uh, the globalists put a leader in Ukraine. And in Ukraine, there are 70% Russian that they want to be with the Ru Russian. So they want to be with Putin. Uh, and what's happened in Ukraine, it's the same uh, type of leadership like we have here. Uh, so people got sick of it. Their mandate, they force vaccinated on them. So, and Russian doesn't. So uh, the thing is in Russian, for example, they don't use Pfizer. They use uh, Sputnik, I think. I'm not sure if I say the name correctly. And uh, they, uh, uh, they are real vaccine, not with um, like Pfizer, uh, and nobody forced on them. Uh, so there are two uh, provinces there that uh, really up, uh, want to belong to the Russian. Uh, so because it's so much uh, um, corruption in Ukraine and so much uh, uh, bad treatment for the citizens so many citizens want to be with russians so that when they heard the russian go in actually was um, pro, uh, manifestation of happiness yep. uh, um, to get that sorry uh, there was just a, um i've sort of overheard here that um people are also trying to divulge into all everything that's going over there that 
the uh, Russians are actually attacking sort of um, American facilities there that they've set up. Now, uh, um, look, uh, uh, um, Ukraine was part of Russia for the for a long, long time, and so I mean, like United, you know, Russian United States. You know, uh, the thing is, he don't like to have NATO on the border. Uh, NATO, uh, if someone invade Ukraine wasn't uh, Putin, was actually the globalist America. Because they say uh, they send their uh, NATO troops, they send, uh, uh, you know, guns and all those weapons uh, to fight with Russian. Ukraine cannot win with Russian. Yep. And uh, they will, inv so they will drag the NATO army to be involved in um, to help the Ukraine, and that will be a bad thing. But I'm not 100%. I'm waiting for tonight to speak with some friends in Romania, and after that I will be 100% because it's not um, an actually occupation with war. Nobody die at the moment, or I don't know about. I didn't hear someone to die. So they actually uh, use some, um, you know, explosion somewhere here and there. They destroy some um, um, facilities, I think. Um, and but they are, you know, today the media you don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, can be staged. Can be staged. People yep. there say they are not attacking. Honestly, I have in Romania some people saying. It's no what nobody attacking nobody. Those uh, leaders of those provinces actually welcome the Russian. Yep, that's good to hear because, as you say, the media is just throwing, as we know, so much rubbish in every direction. Uh, yes. Most of it is misleading, so you just don't know what to believe. Um, so it's good to, if you've got some, uh, can get some clear information, that would be fantastic. I will, a, I will get uh, some clear information for tomorrow night and I will tell you exactly how it is. The uh, one thing I just to get my, uh, put my spin on this uh, information about the Ukraine. So uh, maybe it seems weird, but um, this could be a good news and bad news. For example, if it's a good news, it's like putting it against the globalist and all the evil plan with us. Uh, and if the the war is real, he want to get out the, the globalist from uh, Ukraine. That means it's a good for us. That means it's a powerful uh, um, country that fight against um, all this, uh, you know, climate and in mandates and all, all of these things. And um, also the bad thing could be Putin to be uh, doing day game and to create uh, a so-called war and all country to put uh, emergency state, uh, state emergency, sorry. And yeah. then uh, another control over the population because this coming exactly when the mandate, mandate are... Um, um, not justified. So when when they can't lie anymore about vaccine, they can't actually force us anymore because everywhere in the world uh, stand up for it, stand up against. And uh, they can't control anymore with the pandemic. So they need another things to control us, like a war somewhere that uh, being NATO involved 
it's a global. It's like a third war. So then they have control over us, uh, um, state emergency or martial law, every country, and then ca they can do whatever they want. Um, and I'm afraid, I'm afraid, and I hope not, uh, this is paid again by the globalists, same they did with the second war, the first war. Um, I hope, I hope it's not this. Just to create more chaos and more uh, uh, economic crash and people will die more than, you know, for other causes, not the vaccine. Well, hopefully Russia will just stand up. I think they've stood up to, uh, to America and says, uh, if you mess with us, we're going to hit you hard. Um, if Putin said that, you can probably best believe that he will go that far. He's a stand-up guy, so... Oh, he is. Look, my opinion about him, he was uh, born, uh, he was raised in a poor family and uh, he wanted to be spy because he, when he was little, was reading a lot of books, spy uh, novels. And um, I, so he enrolled in, um, in a specific school to become a spy and he became a mayor because when he came home and wanted to obtain some uh, papers, was such such much uh, delay and bureaucracy, and after that he was get, just annoyed. He gave up to the um, being spy for that moment and become mayor, and after that uh, president. So he he is very annoyed uh, annoyed about the bureaucracy and all those. You know what the globalists try to tell us to divide families. Uh, what I can say, um, Putin really want and like the state, family states. I mean, to be more family than anything else, because yep. he loved the traditional family. Good. Well, hopefully you can uh, find it from your your uh, counterparts a bit more on what's going on over there to uh, sort of give us a bit more clearer information than we've been given from. Um, our daily news over here <laughs> yes honestly i will i promise i'm watching tonight the news and uh, i will find out more into uh, tomorrow night when i come uh, you have tomorrow night too yes and i will can uh, develop what um, what's happening exactly there because i have information but uh, i need to check them first uh, no excellent ella that's uh try and get Good, clear information, and um, the stuff that's been provided here is uh, excellent. So, um, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, so honest, I will uh, join this uh, group here. So I will see you, I will hear you tomorrow night. Yep. Okay. Yep, they're, they're, he's having problems with his mic at the moment, so he's throwing it over to us. So, you head off, Ella, and uh, we'll throw it over to John, and uh, let John have a go. Okay, okay. We'll talk tomorrow well, night. Have a All great right. night. Thank you, Alec. John, what's is up, that Max? Mate? Is that Max? Yep, yep, it is. Good day, Max. Where are you? You still at the camp? Uh, yep, yep. I'm just down down the side uh, at my car in my um, oh. quiet office. Yeah, uh, that's right. Just uh, having a bit of a yak here, and um, it's Grant's over to you now because uh, Grant's got problems with his mic. So you're on, mate. What he's he sent me a mic. He, he bought me a mic. Very good of him. I think it might be working, but I'm actually at the airport at the moment, just dropped off a friend. I'm due to go back into into the River of Filth, uh, to um, <laughs> which isn't, uh, to interview or chat to Liz Lambert. So I don't 
really want to dry, uh, talk while I'm driving because that's not legal, is it, Max? Um, but uh, I, no. I suppose I could pass on. I've been sending through some some dispatches today. Um, I caught up with the boat that came in from Picton, and lo and behold, on the boat was Dan Suter from Nuremberg, Nuremberg NZ, who's been doing fantastic work. I don't know that... I don't know what Grant's capacity is at the moment. I've sent him some stuff, but I don't know whether he's hearing this and can play that interview. That's a bit uh, of a massive hint. That's a massive hint. It's a this massive hint. So if he can, he might do that. But are you saying that he doesn't 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 have that capacity at the moment? Uh, he, uh, well, he, he can't hear us, so uh, I, can't, he, oh, I think he, he can hear us, but he can't speak. His well, mic's gone. So. Yeah. So if he can hear and can uh, action that that's one thing one thing uh, that we could do is listen to that because dan is a wonderful chap who has uh, been uh, he's he's pioneered a site that is sending cease and desist letters to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, perpetrators so they have no excuse for not um, for not knowing what's going on and the, about the deaths and the injuries and so on and so that was just one side benefit that he he turned up on this on this ship that was flying the skull and crossbones, the Jolly Roger. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think it was called uh, something to do with Seddon. The name of the, the name of the boat. This little boat. It's a bit like it's a bit like that um, that Tiri Two, the the Radio Hauraki boat in the Hauraki Gulf in the sixties. It was that That's kind of, that kind of, that kind of vessel. Um, that came over, and apparently there's lots more boats coming in a sort of a Dunkirk, although it's not really a, a retreat, is it? It's more of an advance. Yep, yep. But that, so that was that was great, and um, I met uh, Nick Bush, Napoleon Bush. We had a good interview with him, and he's a guy who's uh, stood up to the police in his own way when they've come calling, uh, trying to out him as some sort of you know white supremacist. Etc. Etc. Bullshit. <laughs> um, in other words, someone who doesn't agree with communism, and he's named himself Napoleon after the, um, not after the conqueror, the um, but the, uh, you know, from Animal Farm, Animal Farm Napoleon. But it's just another day in in paradise, really. It's uh, coming across all sorts of people, medieval musicians, um, rather medieval clerics, actually, a cleric who gave me a wonderful interview just just like a normal person would except he was uh, dressed in a black cassock and a one of those sort of spanish inquisition type black but black instead of red hat. I, I saw him around i was wondering yeah. what he was, a, where he was a whole there's a whole sort of catholic sect and he didn't agree with the pope either i'd put that delicate question to him and he said no he doesn't know what the pope's on about but he <laughs> particular this particular chap pastor or father somebody or other he was very opposed to communism and therefore opposed to the pope and uh, he had um, the biggest crucifix I've ever seen. And I sort of therefore mentioned, what do you think Jesus would be doing at this time? And he rather thought he'd be down at the camp as well. Uh, he wouldn't be putting up with the deaths of children and the, the genocidal maniac. So he, he's, he's my kind of Christian. But they look really like bizarre. They look like they're straight out of the uh, distant centuries. Like sixteenth or seventeenth, and they're wandering about as nuns and all sorts of the, um, like uh, nuns or yeah, nuns. like similar to nuns, uh, some sort of habits, uh, Christian, right. uh, and they were walking around uh, earlier today. Um, That's right. I think now, but um, well, they're from the same, they're from the same same gang, and they were he was uh, holding court at the NZ Health Forum tent, 
under a yep, sign yep. of NZDSOS, New Zealand Doctors Working okay. Out with Science. So it's all a, it's a glorious mix, really, mix and mingle. Then I talked to a woman called Wren, who, um, who has been organising the – she actually turns out to be some sort of engineer. She's almost like some sort of camp mother organising engineering projects on the yep. site. So okay. there's, a, there's, a, there's an interview with her there as well. But I, my job today was to was to act as chauffeur for a friend from Christchurch who's been very good to me in the past. So I sort of showed her around around the camp and I've just taken her to the airport. So I'm a bit disconnected from the site at the moment. I'd quite like to make contact with a policeman with my new microphone, my new reporter's mic, which has a sort of adds a certain... Um, perhaps intimidating aspect if I were to say that, you know, we're going out live to the world, um, to the cop and say, you know, what was, were you a bully at school or, uh, you know, <laughs> what's it like to, what's it like to gouge a man's eyes or, uh, and, uh, and punch old ladies, you know, do you get a particular pleasure I'd out of that? Like to be grabbed uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to think <laughs> I could uh, do that if I encountered one, but you'd be taking your life in your hands a bit, wouldn't you? But, uh, thing. if you get going to break them, then, um, Expect yeah. to be dragged the... Well, you tell them that they're going live to the world and what's their message on behalf of bullies everywhere to uh, to innocent people. So I hope I, I hope I can pluck up the courage to do that. It's, it's not an easy... I'm not uh, saying it would be easy, but I think I might uh, set that as a goal because they do need to hear that sort of language. And as somebody else was saying... Yeah, somebody I interviewed, I think. Um, uh, they are... Aiding and abetting, they're aiding and abetting a genocidal monster, and they need to be shamed. They need to be uh, either attacked brutally, which is off the table, um, unless you talk to certain people, uh, or they need to be shamed relentlessly until they either give up or turn on the real criminals, which are, who are behind them. And well, I don't think there's any pro any problems saying that to them. Much as it, you know, you're hurting their feelings. They're certainly hurting a lot more than our feelings. Yep. You know, every every time they have a major engagement of uh, force with the uh, the protesters, they're they're losing staff. Staff are throwing yeah. their badges and walking away afterwards. So that's right. Uh, and the other police see that, and they're wondering, well, should we be leaving too? So yeah, well, just start not yeah, themselves down. I'd say to them, the best of you have left already. Uh, because they've got consciences. So, you know, we don't have any time for you guys because, you know, you are you are the dregs. Uh, yep. You are the ones who are running interference for a communist murderer. And you are yep. the ones who will have kicked Dan Frank's door in in World War Two. But there's still time. There's still time for you to discover your humanity. They know they're quite unpopular uh, with the uh, people of New Zealand now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's another reason why they're backing off now because they know that... Uh, the majority of New Zealand won't see them uh, bringing intense violence against peaceful protesters, whether they like us here or not. That's the public. Um, well, yeah, it depends. They don't, you know, they can always say, well, you're not the public. You're just the, the river of filth. You're just this, uh, this uh, squalid minority. And they can, they can get away with that to some extent because the mindless morons down Lambton Quay think the same. But, uh, or not, yeah. not all of them by any means. But, uh, you know, my friend and I encountered, encountered one of her uh, former great friends on the wharf and, and she didn't necessarily understand our agenda and 
she was saying, oh, don't go down to Parliament because there's terrible, terrible people down there, you know, and we had to put her all, I had to put her right rather vociferously. So I don't know what she made of that. But, um, you know, they do believe that. So there has to be a strategy in place to inform the team of five million of what we know. And if Comrade Ardern knows that they know what we know, in other words, her adoring masses, as she perceives it in her own deranged mind, uh, they actually know what she's up to. See, somebody came down and said that um, a person came out of the beehive who said, oh, you know, I'm only admin, but I have to tell you that Ardern is, um, well, in great distress. She didn't say it in those words. The words were too rude. But uh, in great distress because there are two, two, two white guys and a Chinese guy who are in her, in her ear all the time. I don't know who they are, but they would be her puppeteers. And you see, that leads on to something somebody else told me that – Next week, and this was a clairvoyant person. You see, the the engineer woman that I talked about, her name is Ren, she's also clairvoyant. And somebody said to her, you know, how do you see this going? And she said, well, next week there will be a lot of uh, people in the beehive leaking. They'll be whistleblowers. And that makes sense, whether you're clairvoyant or not, whether you believe in that realm or not. It does actually make sense that there are a lot of people working for the government who are not happy at all. They're just, you know, it's just their day job. And they are not happy being a party to such dishonesty, such rampant dishonesty, and they're starting it's to leak. It's starting to sink, so everybody's getting ready to... Uh, yeah, they're the rats, and they, they realise they've got to save themselves, yep. save themselves by telling the truth. Yeah, well, maybe not necessarily. There's, there's, like you say, there's a lot there who aren't don't like this at all, so mm. if everyone starts turning on each, each other... Those that don't like this are really going to be happy to pull the plug out and uh, start the ship sinking faster. Yeah, so. let's hope so. And somebody else said just a bit more tittle-tattle because you hear things. I don't claim to know anything, yep. but somebody said that um, they're that they're sort of related to somebody who's in the police or possibly the army. I think it's the police though in Auckland. There's a whole mass of them uh, training in riot control as we speak up in Auckland, and they're going to descend on Sunday and clear the place out on Monday. Now, we've heard those sort of stories before, but, you know, there's another one just to, just to throw into the, uh, into the soup. <laughs> uh, that may, they may try that. I mentioned that to Leighton Baker, but he wasn't, he, Leighton Baker was not optimistic that that would happen from what he's yep. seen. You know, but, they you know, might like beating up all, all the ages and uh, ethnicities and dogs and elderly mm. and children and... Um, the goat and the cat um, that are around here. Maybe that, that's their desire. I think we should be saying to these police whenever we encounter them, you know, do you mind if we have a chat? Just just wondering what it's like being um, being an agent for a communist thug, you know, uh, what it's like being somebody who at another time would have kicked Anne Frank's door in, what it's like to to kick old ladies and drag naked, naked women by the hair and um, eye gouge guys. That guy that got the eye gouging, he was up close yesterday. I was sort of down the front line yesterday to see what that was like. Uh, and that was interesting, standing next to guys with uh, with riot shields. But people were talking into their faces and uh, shaming them. And um, I think that was getting through to them. Then I went further up Bowen Street. I went further up Bowen Street and stood with the, um, with, the, with the TVNZ cameraman and noted that he seemed to be – he seemed to be – he seemed to be communicating with a sort of police choreographer halfway up the street who was separate from 
the main body of police further down by the cenotaph. And I thought, that's interesting. That's interesting if he's taking signals. I have no, I I didn't actually see any signals, but I wasn't there the whole time. But I thought that would make sense. They would be sort of choreographing it for the news, wouldn't they? Yep, yep. That seems to be a a big play. Every scene, every engagement here seems to be a set scene where their cameras are here to catch what's going on. They do a sudden push and they race towards the road blocks, literally blocks, concrete blocks, which have been deftly moved by, by, by the residents of the River of Filth to allow more cars in. Um, and so they, they're there sort of looking very menacing. In the end, they all ran away and went round the corner. So we went round the corner and observed them doing the same round there. So there wasn't any great threat that particular time during daylight, but during, when, when, the night, when, the, when the sun goes down, they, their true character comes out, it seems. I don't think they had any trouble this morning. But uh, they're, they're carefully stage managed. They could just sort of amble up, but they don't amble up. They charge up, and then they stop with their riot shields uh, well, just, to in- just to intimidate people. If they're going to move blocks in that, all they know is that they have to contact and let us know what's happening, and then we'll stand back and let them do it. Yeah, but that's but not good. Race up, they, do, they, they drive in our fear and anger, and um, yeah. they come yeah. in a threat, then uh, everything goes sideways, and it's a big... Uh, Big yeah. hoo-ha, they can get lots of uh, film, uh, movie footage. So we have to, part of our strategy has to be to let as many people know how dishonest they are all yep. the time. Uh, and I think people like Helen Duplessis-Allen, sorry, Heather Duplessis-Allen, I'm, I'm hearing, have been um, saying as much on the radio, which is yep. about time. You know, that's, that's good yep. that if there are media people telling the truth, that's extraordinary. Um, I read some. Do you know where uh, Clark is? Is he around your place? Clark's not not with me at the moment. No, I don't know where Clark has gone. He um, seems to be hiding with Jacinda somewhere. Or indeed, where Jacinda has gone. They don't communicate with me on a regular basis. It's it's disappointing if they didn't uh, if his name suppression didn't come off or it was rumoured to have been put off to the next hearing. We don't, we don't know if any I don't know if any of that is true, but it sounds entirely plausible, given what he's said to be. Um, with a lo- I know a lot of people that know about the drugs and so on, um, but uh, and uh, she didn't resign on Tuesday, as far as I know. Was it Tuesday? Uh, you know, well, he's meant to be going to court uh, this coming month, apparently. It wasn't the other day, or perhaps it was no, as well. No. I think that anyway, was but <laughs> it's the it's the fog of war, and yep. we have to accept that only a certain percentage uh, of the scuttlebutt that goes around, you know, will be true. But the pattern's pretty clear, the signal's pretty clear, the uh, the noise is pretty incessant, but the signal is clear, and the signal is is basically dishonesty writ large. Their part, yeah, yeah. just dishonest, uh, stirring up the pot, writing up false reports of false yeah. actions taken against them. Yeah, and it seems to be coming out after that they're getting found out. So, yeah, it has to be. Uh, I think it was time to re resurrect for those of us who were around in 1979 when Judge Peter Mann uttered those immortal words, orchestrated litany of lies. It's time to bring that back, I think. Yep, yep. And a, a litany, a litany of lies is LOL, isn't it? That's not an expression that was round in um, 1979 after Erebus, after the Erebus report. 
But uh, that appeals to the wordsmith in me to, to resignate, re, re, resurrect that. There's one other thing I'd like to say while Ella is hopefully still listening. Uh, um, she, excellent. Oh, she's not? No, she's not on. She's gone, but she may still oh, be listening. She's going to find listening. out some information for tomorrow. Yeah. She, well, I, I came in sort of after the start. I don't know whether she mentioned, but I sent her something and she may have already been aware of it, but the... There's a rugby, uh, no, a football team, the only football team I've heard of from Romania, apart from the Romanian team. Uh, it's called Stauer Bucharest, and it's probably the only Romanian team that anyone in, in, who knows about football has heard of. In other words, their top team. But they've got a manager who is insisting now on only unvaccinated players. He has seen so many footballers drop dead and... and suffer injury and in fact it's, he, he expresses it that, is that it makes them low powered it, it reduces their strength the vax so he's got this radical policy of, of unvaxed players only now that is amazing the French tennis player um, Gilles oh I used to know uh, Gail Monfils Gail Monfils he's now number 25 in the world he used to be higher than that very entertaining player uh, he's pulling out of tournaments and he has admitted it's because of vax injuries and that could be Novak Djokovic's or Novak's Djokovic's route to being the number one player of all time. He just waits for the, all, all the others to drop out uh, from their injuries. Those are the things that occurred to me on uh, on the sporting press today. But that's that fancier, fancier football team that in, insists on having no vaxxed players <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah, mate. Well, um, so, so what's the news? we'll just uh, have to play it by ear and see what's coming out. It's um, yeah. Yeah. things are changing here. Things are changing over in the Ukraine. It's just uh, so things are changing in um, in um, America. I haven't heard much about what's happening in Israel with their um, uh, convoy, but um, it's oh, all they going. Got so they got a water. convoy in Israel. Uh, they were meant to have uh, forty-four thousand vehicles or something heading towards Jerusalem. Wow. Uh, Any donkeys? I'm yeah. not sure. That, that was a few days ago, but we haven't heard anything since. So maybe they're doing a bit of a media blackout. We just don't know. Right. It, so. A few asses, anyway. Get, their, get your ass to Jerusalem. Yeah, so it, it, it seems to be just <laughs> livening up. There was meant to be the big uh, uh, convoy in America heading towards Washington as well or something. Um, yeah. Hey, Max. Max. Yeah, mate. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to go solo because I've got to – I was supposed to be meeting uh, Liz. I want to talk to Liz about the um, agenda of where is the New Zealand flag. You know, there are two Maori flags on the flagpoles of Parliament, uh, uh, like the, the usual sort of 1835 uh, supposed, um, in fact, bogus sovereignty flag and the – and the red, black, and white sovereignty flag, and a white flag with inset into it a New Zealand flag, and I think that's very disturbing. And I've so spotted certain certain initiatives that I don't like that seem to amount to some sort of takeover, at least in their own minds, of by by iwi or people that I think should know better, uh, including new friends that I've made in that community. But I, but Liz knows more about it, so I'd better get back to town and uh, back to the back to ground zero of the protest and better not be 
talking on my phone as I do so. So, oh, that's over all right, to you, mate. Over um, to you. Keep going and keep digging into where you're going. I'm still around, but um, I've been for the last two days doing my course in my car via Zoom. So, um, it what takes course? out a bit. So, what course it's, uh, interesting times for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could take you for a ride sometime. You, you need to get out of the place. Or, or can you drive? Your car is uh, no, locked, in. locked in. My car's yeah. locked in, but um, I've got some really beautiful couple from Wellington who um, pull me up every sort of five days or so uh, and take me up to their place for a shower, do oh, washing, yeah. uh, give me cups of tea, or maybe give me lunch or dinner. Or yeah. They're really beautiful. And they take a friend up as well. They're getting a few people to go up there with them through the time, as many other Wellingtonians are doing for other people here as well, mate. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, an example, it's an example for humanity, that place. It's uh, it's it's just an incredible experience. Uh, cooperation, love, support, and industry. You know, in the best sense. Yep. Uh, you know, just the you know, you've got engineers. You've got the full range of skills. It's like a cross section. It's like a all the trades and services here of humanity. Every trade, as you say. Yep. And uh, everyone should experience it at least for one day. My friend that came up from Christchurch, for example, she won't mind me saying this because I haven't said who she is, but her, her first response when she saw, when she came to the fringe of the, the village was to burst into tears. That's the first thing she did. She yep, burst yep. into tears that she could not believe that there were so many freedom lovers. Just uh, teams, people just together. Just teaming. One. Teaming with freedom lovers, she's been in the ACT Party in the days when that actually was about freedom, not um, not uh, oppression, which it is now. Um, and that was the essence of libertarianism. I think Rodney Hyde has said much the same thing. And that, that is bizarre, really, for a lot of people to hear that when they you know contemplate the ACT Party, that the way that they think of it, uh, and people that have been associated with it that they didn't like, perhaps, but that's really what that philosophy was all about. <laughs> it's, and the green people, the greens might, might in their own way say the same thing. I was saying that to the outdoors party man, Alan Simmons, who got roughed up the other day, by the way. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's kind of the green dream as well, or the outdoors, the outdoors party dream. It's, it's what a lot of these parties stood for or stand for. And there it is coming, coming true. Well, you, you can't get much more outdoors than here with um, yeah. everything yeah. being intense. Homes, yeah. shows, yeah. small businesses, setups, uh, food, uh, it's all intense. So trees, beautiful pahutakawa trees all around, cicadas singing yeah. through the day. Um, yeah. It's just quite incredible, really. It should be about what the National Party stood for as well, opposing communism, which they never quite got around to in 80 years. It should be about, you know, uh, looking after the farmers, the food growers and all that. Well, they're represented there. They're bringing in their hay as well. It yep. should be the essence of the National Party philosophy. Um, it, should be, it, should be the, it should be the essence oh, yes, of the yes, Labour yes. Party philosophy, looking after the workers. So yep. all of those parties, were they true to their philosophies, uh, should be seeing their philosophies writ large at that camp. But, of course, they've all been perverted then you have Winston Peters, the great traitor, as I mentioned, to his face, uh, daring to show his face and gather new Alzheimer sufferers who he relies upon every three years, a fresh generation of Alzheimer sufferers who forget all the lies that he told in the past. So people like that, they can tell 
they can say things which we agree with, but that doesn't yeah, make yeah. them good people just because they've done a focus group and decide, just, oh, it might be time to align with this group or that group. That's what Seymour does as well. You know, they will have yeah. done a focus group and, uh, and decided that it's time to identify with the basic rights of the protesters. But that wasn't what his, his whole demeanor uh, was for the previous two years. He's just, just an opportunist. So we've got, to, we've got to get rid of that type of politician, which in our case is every single one of them, in my view. Anyway, I'm not doing a very good job of driving to Parliament, so i better get on. All right, mate. Thanks, well, for, what um, thanks for what you're doing, uh, Max, and everybody. Um, thanks for your time, mate, and uh, yeah. keep doing the good work. I'm sort of here scratching around, um, yeah. just uh, being aware of what's going on and uh, trying to relate back to uh, Grant yeah. on this show. So, um, since, say, Grant, since Grant's not there to, 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 to object in his humble way, we, we've got to give him a huge round of applause too for the way he is corralling the likes of us turning us into interviewers when was that ever going to happen <laughs> but he's he's doing it he's showing faith in people and he's a very he's a consummate talk show host in my view as good as anybody uh, oh, yeah. and, uh, we're proud to have him as, as as our friend yeah well i never thought i'd be on a, a podcast show um but um you're more the interviewer i'm more just taking note of uh, what i see get a bit of ideas from people and then uh, just come back and uh, yeah. just speak up about what I'm seeing here, what's going on, and um, letting the world know uh, what's actually happening here instead of all this uh, rave reviews that are coming out of these mad um, media companies. Oh. Well, we're doing, I think uh, just about everybody on our side is doing things that they never thought they'd be doing. Uh, uh, there's so much footage going live, trying new things. photographs and put out all over the planet from here. It's unbelievable, mate. Yeah. Anyway, Max, thanks a lot, and uh, Grant, if you're listening, and thank you, and I'll now do my best to go and hunt down Liz Lambert and have a, a, a really good chat with her. Thanks, guys. Yep, okay, well, we've got uh, Brad uh, Fruitley here, so um, if you're listening, Brad, jump on, mate, and uh, let, let us know what's going on from your part of the world, mate. How you going, guys? Yeah, yeah, mate. Good, mate. I'm here. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Grant's uh, mic's broken, so it's uh, just uh, us trying to wing it, and... Um, you come on with what you've got. What have you been up to, mate? Well, today I've actually just been trying to navigate all the issues that have been created by the by the, the command centre, that is the police, uh, liaising yep. with uh, those guys that are boxing us in. Uh, they basically keep changing uh, what what has been agreed upon and then making up stories about how our leadership group, in quotations that is, have negotiated uh, this. And uh, you, you tell me if this makes sense. Apparently, some people from our leadership group have negotiated that uh, until Atkins Street is cleared, until we've negotiated with the people on Atkins Street who uh, hold Atkins Street, until that's got a lane through there cleared, uh, they're going to stop our essential services coming in. Now, I don't know anyone in our leadership group who'd be stupid enough to do that. And when I asked the police which individuals had negotiated that point, they refused to say. So what we have at the moment is we have the police... Uh, particularly Senior Sergeant uh, I-153, um, holding our, our, our essential services ransom until we do what they want. Okay, what, what, what's that, what do you mean by central services? Tell us exactly what the central services are. Uh, our portaloos, our, um, our deliveries through whether it be Kate Shepherd or Top of Molesworth or even down Hill Street. They're essentially stopping them from 
coming and cleaning out our toilets. We've, we've basically had multiple uh, toilet stops um, stopped, about three today. Um, Carl, who's our uh, engineer guy on the ground that looks after the toilets and um, looks after us in other ways, uh, he's been incredibly frustrated. I've um, contracted them under the Office of Constable, so they are breaching their oath of office under Section 22 of the Police and Act. We've done this multiple times. Um, they're basically just acting unlawful. Yeah, well, I don't understand that. I, as far as I'm as I know, we haven't agreed to do any sort of um, agreement with the police on the place here. Our agreement is going to be with uh, the government only. So, I don't know what the police are on about. Um, you, you've got the inf in, in, inside information there, mate, and um, I think there are somebody's trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Uh, well, the police have been since when the police put the barricades barricades in and put their police cars there. They've essentially put themselves in a controlling position for our essential services, that being uh, the, toy, the, the, the portaloo truck, um, the uh, food, food deliveries. And what they've been doing is they've basically just been changing um, where they can come in through. So they're basically just trying to strong arm us or blackmail us into opening up other streets um, on their time. So what they're essentially doing is they're making it difficult for our pool lose to be emptied, and so it's creating sanitation issues. Uh, they're just—they're just not being. Yeah, but if if they keep carrying on like this, it's, it's going to come back on them in the end of um, giving us uh, being being sort of inhumane, giving us unhygienic conditions, and eventually it will come back on them as everything they seem to be doing here is coming back on them one way or another. They're just—they're uh, trying, but they're whatever they're going to do is not going to work. Uh, as you know, everyone knows, we're here for uh, the government. We're not here for the police. So the police should sort of stand back and uh, try and get Jacinda out here to deal with us. It's uh, it's just all a big sort of a have. Um, everybody's. The problem we have is that they get paid by the government. They get paid by that corporation. And so, so long as we're not actually taking the contract off the government, there's going to be a conflict of interest in terms of their actions. Um, they've already breached their oath uh, to office under Section 22 of the Police and Act. Uh, we've got them on video multiple times, uh, basically accepting that they are constables acting under the Office of Constable, which means they, they can, they're basically bound to doing no harm, injury or loss. Uh, but they're still acting like enforcement officers. I mean, having an enforcement checkpoint uh, at the entryway to our services is a contradiction to the oath as it is. But then changing the, um, the terms uh, on their own and making up um, stories around uh, us making new agreements that don't benefit us uh, d just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, that seems to be their, their whole uh, ploy all the way through is um, saying that we're going to do things that, or they're going to do things, make agreements, and um, uh, saying that we're doing things that we're we haven't done uh, making out that we're bad, um, we're no good, we're dirty, we're just uh, having all this sort of uh, corruption going on within our camp. Um, when anyone who comes down here can see that it's just not happening. It's uh, As um, uh, John Hansel was saying, he brought a friend up here to have a look, and as soon as they saw the place, all the tents and that, they couldn't believe it and broke down crying. The, um, the atmosphere is so here is so great, uh, and tents are just peace and relaxing and community. Uh, unity, it's uh, anyone who came down here would see that the police are just um, lying, outright lying all the way through. So I just don't know where they uh, think they can get away with um, running this whole thing down when uh, 
it's just anyone who comes here knows it's not true. They're going to go away and say what's what, and um, the police are going to keep looking like clowns, like uh, Mallard and um, the, this top police guy. They're just ruining their own reputations, really. Yep, that's why it's important that we stay there for as long as possible until we get uh, basically the, the holistic goal that we're after. It's, um, it's not we're not going to stop it in the mandates. Uh, we know why we're uh, we're at this point of having all the, these awful things being rolled in, onto us. In the mandates is just the first stage. Uh, what we really want in the end is uh, our nation state uh, renewed uh, and using that to protect the inalienable rights of. Okay, mate. So um, as uh, Grant's put in there, what can we do? What do you think we can do just to, just to keep this going? As you were saying, stay here, but anything further? Yeah, we just need support from the rest of the country. Uh, we need people that can get here to get here, and we'll find ways to get you in. We've got some very talented individuals that find ways to get people in when they need to get in. Uh, that was shown the other night uh, when everyone got in, when the truck, the truck cable snapped, and we got in there and we lifted those blocks over and just, just got it done. Uh, we've got a variety of different tactics. The police have uh, reacted by doubling up the concrete blocks, but we've got a variety of different plans. Uh, they're not going to stop us. So long as we keep getting support, we keep getting manpower, and we keep getting people that turn up and start buying into the co-papa that we've been building. No, that's right, mate. I think that that's great. Um, we're not going to go around saying what we've got planned. Um, I, need, I know there's a bit of stuff going on, but um, that was only just to give me a, a, a bit of a sort of a, a glaze of what's there. Um, I don't want to know what's been planned because the less people that know, uh, the, the more chance it's got from, uh, to succeed. Um, as you're saying, we've just got to keep going here, keep it going strong. And um, like you're saying, people need to come down here. Um, but there's also the aspect of vehicles. We've got working something out with that. But people can come down as well. Um, and they can come in on the train if they want into Wellington, hop off at the bus, uh, the train station, and walk up the street with a backpack, uh, with a, a small tent in and a, a small mattress, a few clothes, um, and then they can set up here. There might be some tents here already uh, to spare as people come and go. They leave their tents, uh, some of the bedding, some of the blanketing. Um, you don't have to bring your car down here if, if that's out of the question, you're worried about it. Drop that off further outside Wellington, catch a train in, and come in here and st you stay here. You, you don't need food much or anything, just some warm clothing, a bit of wet weather gear, um, some sort of bedding if you can, maybe a tent, and um, all your other needs are going to be taken care of here. Um, I would say, though, if you're coming down here, bring down some battery packs to run your phones. Um, they have charging stations here, but they get loaded up. So if you want to do a lot of videoing or a lot of uh, photos and that, bring up some sort of battery pack to keep your phones going. Um, other than that, what else could you put in there, uh, Brad, to uh, help people? Oh, I, 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 I totally took, <coughs> took all of that. That's all excellent stuff. Um, yeah, just make sure you can um, make yourself sustainable. Uh, what we will ask is that people start uh, thinking about making themselves more sustainable. We are creating a lot of rubbish here, and I'd like to reduce that. I would like to make the... Uh, the ground's a lot more uh, beautiful. I'd like to get rid of all the rotting hay and uh, get some gardens going, uh, you know, just restore some sort of beautification to the area. Um, so have we got landscapers and builders that are keen to come down, that'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, we just, we need, uh, we need some tough men out there that, are, that can control themselves, uh, but, but be staunch and effective when they roll down their, uh, their uh, policy and forces without the 
Yep, no, no, we need the tough guys down here, or the big guys, not just, we won't say tough, we need the, the big guys down here that are, have got a bit of sand to stand. Um, also, people have got, got to remember, if even if we can't get the gates open, uh, the barriers open to um, get vehicles, of loads of stuff in. We've also got the ability for big guys to come in, we can get trolleys, and um, uh, we can wheel stuff in, we can carry stuff up in here, um, uh, our food supply, um, materials, uh, tools, we can uh, wheel that in. They can't stop us from walking up the footpath uh, into the place and carrying on up. They can stop vehicles, but they can't stop people. So we've got some uh, people here. Everyone here is ready to assist in uh, carrying stuff up here. If you've got stuff to donate, let them know somehow or come down, park your car away, come in here, talk to somebody, and they will get people to meet you down at the barriers, and you just pull up, and um, the people will get the stuff and carry it through. Um, it's just going to work, and that's the way we have to do it, to counter everything the police put up in front of us. They put one step forward, we take two steps past them uh, on further. That's the way it's been so far, and as everyone's saying, we've got all the tradesmen and all the services here. We've got the knowledge here, living here, so be a part of it. Contact people here. Get stuff in. Bring stuff down. We will get it in. You come down. If you can bring your vehicle, try and talk to somebody quietly. We might be able to sort something out with that. Otherwise, come down. Bring your gears in uh, to stay and um, be a part of it. We need you here. Uh, it's a good vibe here. Just uh, as, as, we, as uh, Brad was saying, make get yourself ready to make yourself more sustainable. Keep... Uh, pollution, uh, rubbish and that down to the minimum uh, and be prepared just to be here for a while. We don't know how long this is going to go. No, Mark, I think you said it all. Thank you, Max. You, you're a great man and uh, let's just let's just keep uh, keep our head down, keep thinking positive, law of attraction. So long as we think positive and we work, work with comp- competency, we keep working that problem, uh, we're going to get uh, everything that we came here for. The message to all the haters out there who are attacking me. Now, if you attack Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you are also attacking science. Because as you know, I am science. You can call me Father Science or Lord of the Psy or Fauci the Science Guy, whatever you call me. When you attack me somewhere in a lab, a beaker explodes and shards of glass shoot into a child's eye whenever you send a mean tweet, so just know that. But you're also attacking people who are hard of seeing and short people. So when you attack me, you are also attacking the midget blind scientist community, the MBS. So I would recommend if you're one of those, take your mask, put it in your mouth and shut up. So, hopefully, so uh, those emails are here good. we are. I've been sent to the manager. So, yeah. So, it's Dan Suter, of all people, who I should have guessed was under the skull and crossbones <laughs> and the upside down distressed New Zealand flag. And it's you, Dan. It's me, John. All the time, it was you. On the, oh, I, should, I should explain to listeners, this is a, an audio after all, that I'm at the WAF on the wharf at Wellington, where ferries used to pull up once, the proper inter-island type ferries, but now we have an even better inter-island type ferry. It's a bit like the Tiri 2. It's a bit like the ones that started sort of um, Radio Hauraki in my, in my memory. How would you describe the craft that you have personally sailed over? Have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell us about it. Well, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's like an old tugboat or something. It's, it's not, but it's just a, it's a fishing boat. Um, 
it's yeah, nice. It was a really pleasant journey. We had wow. uh, dolphins greet us coming into the harbour, and they were. It was a symbol of freedom. Pelorus Jack was yeah. there to greet you. Yeah, it was a symbol of freedom, John. That's they, they came out to the boat, jumping in front of it, up and down, and it was. Really so tell us all about it. I might have known you had something to do with this. Yeah. So anyway, I did, just were you, get here. Did you initiate? Did you have some sort of initiating? No, Roll or no, no, no. I you just, just hitched a lift. Hitched a lift. You had your thumb out at, at and, sort of um, I decided somewhere. To, to decline the rat test because I thought about it long and hard, John. I thought, am I a rat? I thought, no. No. No, I'm not a rat. No, so they're the rats rat over test. there. We've got the media over here. Yeah. But you, uh, so you just, you obviously knew somebody who knew somebody and got yourself a booth. So in Picton, there is a, a freedom camp there with about 250 people and they're quite well organised. Yes. Um, so needing a leftover um, is not a problem. You just sort of rock up and say you got you got a space. And got a space. Everything's casual we, to you, isn't we're it? We throw in a bit of money for diesel, and, uh-huh. and we all we all get here. And we've got the yeah, captain yeah, gives up his time. He's a, he's a freedom lover, and he's Great. got two young children. He he doesn't want them to grow up in a tyrannical, um, you know, really? Soviet oh. or a communist regime. And then, for those of us those of you who didn't catch the interview that we did with Dan before, Dan is uh, very lively and, and, and reasonably relaxed man who just happens to have started the Nuremberg.nz site, issuing all sorts of very polite cease and desist letters to, <laughs> with clear implications to all manner of, uh, well, you tell the story. Well, yeah, what did you think? You've, you've, um, well, I, been... I tried to explain to stuff, but they didn't really want to listen. No. And so, no. I've, so we've sent out 977 cease and desist notices to um, every single vaccine clinic throughout the country. Um, and then we uh, let 120 politicians know about it. And then we let 38 different mainstream media outfits also know about it. And yes. do you think we heard, think they heard a word? Yeah. Or they hadn't had penetrated no down to the uh, ad, to the uh, interviewers or the no, no, the so journalists, as we have here. No, the only thing you, you and I disagree on, on on Nuremberg is that I think it's a wonderful name and it should it should have a Nuremberg type punishment at the end of it. But you're a more well peaceful, more. Uh, high-minded, what do you call it? Um, you are a former, a former a Buddhist, and you, you've got a more enlightened approach to the to the consequences. Whereas I'm, um, I'm trying to get these people scared by just musing about executions. But you're not with me on that one, and I don't. You know, that's a fine. That's fine. But uh, well, no, John, it's it's not. Um, I think it's you know, anytime we speak about executions no matter what someone's done i mean i'm not forgiving i'm not forgiving yeah well i'm not the executioner i'm not the judge i see myself as more like the messenger yes it's a role here well i think you may turn out to be well i don't really want to do the executions i just want them to be to be thinking about the possibility and that with with the goal of making them stop but you're wanting and and liz gunn is another who wants to do it with love and uh, that that may well work it may well work as long as it does work i think it's really important for me to say that my role here is to write the database 
uh, be the messenger, give the information, and all of the judgments about what happens to whom. Or, you know, because when, when, and I think that's the message is look, you are actually hurting children. Yes. Like with the mask email. It's like. And the you, vaccine. Yeah, and the vaccine, of course. But yeah, killing. like the, each one of these emails um, is about informing people and, and also creating an undeniable, um, um, you know, paper trail. Record, paper trail. Yes. This is what you were told on this date, and you must have known yes. that you were causing harm to these children. So actually, what it, when it comes to punishment oh, well, and all that yes. sort of thing, that's not really my field. It's a clear paper trail. That's the genius yeah. of it, Dan, isn't it? That's the genius of what you are doing, is that you are really uh, making it undeniable to the perpetrators, or undeniable by the perpetrators, and undeniable to everybody else who's aware of the fact that they have been effectively served. And uh, how are they going to get out of that? And that's what you, your mind is a, the mind of a, what pro, uh, what is you, how do you describe your particular talent? Uh, so, so I would say a database engineer, but I'm like more or less a full stack developer, which means I do everything. Uh, like the, like the restaurant owner who serves the customers, cooks the food, does the accounting, does everything. I'm, I'm like that, um, but yeah, I'm basically a database engineer. So this is yes. I mean, it's 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 going to be a major con- when the fi- final story is told. Your contribution, should it prove successful, which I believe it will, because how can you send all those letters out to all those people and and uh, have no consequence? No, how can they get away with saying, "Well, we didn't know," because it's absolutely everybody. You've had the occasional reply, haven't you? I have. I have, and actually, like from the schools, generally the school principals were like Dan. Um, we're, we're, we feel like our hands are tied, but we really appreciate what you're doing, so keep going. Wow. Um, and even the politicians who have replied, um, like, I only got one reply from the last 120 emails, but it was, thank you, Dan. And so I think, well, the ones who are too quiet to say anything or too afraid to say anything, um, their opinion doesn't hold in great sway with me anyway. So the one politician who did say something said, thank you. So... So I feel like it is appreciated, at least on some level, by some people. Are you going to say who that was? Oh, he's in the system. It's actually public. I can look it up. It was uh, one of the Labour women, wasn't it? Or uh, so we sure. did have a lady, Labour lady, Helen Clark. Uh, sorry, uh, Helen, Clark. Um, <laughs> Helen White. <laughs> sorry. sorry. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, Jacinda's minder, and I don't reply to intelligent people. <laughs> Well, it was a national MP. And, ah. um, but, but, but the uh, Director General of Health, did he not reply? I think he did, didn't he? Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ashley Bloomfield replied. Um, he, he gave us a really good reply, actually. Um, it wasn't... Um, it was good. Like an incriminating reply or a useful from uh, that point of no, view? No, look, he, he was very firm with his point of view, but it, um, the fact that he talked to us was actually was a huge breakthrough and um, and then it really gave us a, a good email to reply to where we, yes. we pretty much got all his points and we destroyed them yes. completely. Yes. Um, and then after that he said, look, it's too difficult for me to talk to you. Obviously we have different points of view. Because he doesn't know. So I'm yes. not going to have any further discourse. So we left it there. Um, yes. 
Now, that's interesting. When you get them to a second phase of argument and they can't reply, which is true of really the whole, the whole agenda of that side uh, on every subject, uh, getting them into a debate is usually impossible. When you do get them into a debate, it lasts about one round and then they sort of have to go and make the tea or something. That's exactly and right. You wouldn't so expect that from the Director General of Health, but you do un- under that ideology. So can we just go through a few of the places that we emailed? So, yep. so we've got... Um, News at um, at uh, Nelson Mail. We've got Omaru Mail, News Desk, New Zealand Herald. We've got uh, the Daily Post, the Otago Daily Times, TVNZ, Sunday News, uh, yeah. Star Times, Stuff, Daily News, Timberwolves Herald, Scoop. Now you would think if someone emailed 977, basically every vaccine clinic in the country with a cease and desist notice, which is from an international body, which is designed by international lawyers that there would be someone would say something about it. Yeah. Wouldn't you? It's just a massive cover-up, isn't it? A massive denial, blanket yeah, denial. Look how, look how much the ship is rocking compared with its neighbours. Why is that? Uh, it's a you small may boat. know that from a scientific uh, perspective. Uh, yeah, a smaller boat, maybe. I, I this don't particular know. boat. Do you have the name of the boat for posterity? Do you know what the name of the boat is? Uh, it's it's called the Jolly Roger. I think. The Jolly Roger is no. that renamed for the? Oh, I see. I made You're that up. joking. I yeah. made that up. Um, it's got a go. Jolly Roger flying above the New Zealand flag in distress upside down. Yeah, and there's a wonderful thing about the system. We found the email. Stuart Smith, at Parliament. Stuart Smith, a likely name. Uh, MP yes. for Kaikoura. I've lost track of all the MPs. So he probably surfs. I think that's where we The next boat down is called the Sea Patroller in grey. That would looks like it might be some sort of naval vessel. Team. I forget. Oh, Transpower, I think it's got along the side. So, Transpower, maybe it lays cable or something. Don't know. Anyway, John, what are you up to? Well, I, I feel like I should buy you a cup of coffee. Or you feel like you? You, I'm indebted to you, sir. No, no. Uh, my Not companion yet, for the day, she seems to have uh, gone, wanted to go down to Parliament. I've been down there for many days, but... Um, we were just buying some, trying to make this, trying to get a, a dead cat for this microphone. That is a, a windsock. So we'll see how that's working, Grant. Okay. Uh, Karen's gone, so we could wander wherever you want. Uh, so that's the, uh, that's the stuff there, is it? That lady there. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. Oh well, I'll just turn that off for now because she doesn't like files. That